Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. Praise God. You know what I've, what, what's on the top of my, my notepads right here? We must have revival. I went back this morning just before church and got out some notes from my previous preaching on revival and uh, just seemed good to me in the Holy Ghost to stir us up about revival today. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. In, on October the 13th in 2013, that was three years ago, on a Sunday night, the Lord gave us this word of, of wisdom about what was coming. And the Lord said, there is coming to America a fresh visitation of God. There is coming to this nation a fresh visitation of God's power and of God's spirit. And churches that have seen their membership and their attendance dwindle will see the, quiet, the crowds returning again. We're moving into time again where church houses that respect and honor the move of the spirit will be filled again like they once were. Sunday night services will be filled like Sunday morning services. There is coming a hunger upon the people of this land. And there is an inflow into the family of God in these last days. And there is a move of God on. The enemy will fight this. And darkness in our nation and around the world will grow worse. Men will grow darker still and the power of the devil will multiply. But at the same time, God is raising up a standard in these last days and the people of God will arise like never before, move in the power of the spirit of God and there will be a great awakening and a turning to the Lord in this nation. And not just in salvation, but a return to the Lord and a turning to the spirit of God. There will be church services that are conducted and the enemy will send people into these services to do harm. People with guns, people will come into church services intending to do harm and the spirit of God will stop it. And they'll be unable to move and unable to operate and it will be by the standard of the spirit of God in these last days and it will come to pass. Hallelujah. There will come, this will come about as a result of prayer. The Spirit of the Lord is saying he has not turned a deaf ear to the prayers of his people and the prayers of the saints have ascended to him, particularly praying for this nation and for a turn spiritually in this nation and those prayers will be answered. God is not unfaithful to forget or to not answer the prayers of his people. And services, like I said, on Sundays, people will pack out houses of worship where the spirit of the Lord is in manifestation, where the word of God is ministered. But it's not just Sundays, Wednesday night services, special prayer services like we have on Monday night. People will fill church auditoriums to get involved in these last days. I'm telling you, church, it's coming. It's coming, it's coming, glory to God. Before Jesus returns, there will be a powerful witness in this earth, glory to God. So do not be discouraged don't look at the world. Don't look at the nation. Don't look at things going on and be discouraged. Know that God has a plan. 
And he will move again in ways that our hearts have longed for for a long time. Oh, it's coming, praise God. Hallelujah. Now, the Lord gave us this uh, word, like I said, in, in October 2013. And uh, at the time, nobody was talking about revival. I, I, I didn't hear any preachers preaching on revival. It wasn't a term people were using. Uh, and, you know, we prayed uh, about this on Monday nights off and on, kind of sporadically for, for the next year. Just, just sort of hit and miss, you know. Sometimes we'd think about it and other times we wouldn't. Then in the fall of, of 2014, a year later, the Lord stirred me up about this. He said, you need to go back to that, to that word I gave you and remember, it said that it'll come about by prayer. And, uh, and he stirred me up. He said, you need to start praying about revival more consistently. And, and, and he said, I gave you this word for a reason. And I gave this church a word for this reason, of this church, this word for a reason. And so in, in the fall of 2014, on Monday nights, we took this up and we started praying about it. Every Monday night, just on a regular basis, just praying and praying. And uh, that was in the fall, 2014. Then in, in 2015, early in the year, the Lord began to bring further revelation and, and a spirit of revival descended upon our church. And uh, in January of that year, uh, before it happened here, I, I was out in California and I ministered and I talked about reasons why I expect biblical reasons why I expect uh, uh, an epic move of God in these last days, a move of God, a revival. And uh, I didn't use the term revival because I still wasn't even thinking about revival. I just entitled the message uh, Biblical Reasons Why I Expect uh, a Great Epic End Time Move of God. And then, like I said, uh, then in February uh, of that year, uh, revival moved into our church. And I, I knew it when it happened. I mean, I knew it. I, 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 I was experienced with revival. Once you taste revival, it, it marks you. It does something to you. It just puts something in you that uh, is different than anything else. And when, and when it happened, I, I recognized it and the church recognized it. And uh, since that time, a lot of people you know, the, the Lord's given uh, my wife and I the opportunity to, to travel a little bit and to spread this, this message out in other churches uh, around the country. And we've seen, not just in places where we've ministered, because we've, we've only ministered in, in a few places, but, but we've seen that, that revival, the, the stirring of revival is going on all throughout the body of Christ. And, but like the song says, we still have to get ready. I was experienced with revival because revival, like what's happened here, happened in my home church when I was just a, a young man, when I first got back into fellowship with the Lord in my early 20s, that local church was in revival. And so I, I knew what that was. And as wonderful as revival has been here in our church 
and as blessed and as, it is, as it is, and it reminds me so much of what I experienced as a young man in my home church then, as wonderful as it is, we ain't seen nothing yet. When, when I stir you up about revival, I want you to understand that I'm talking about something bigger. And that's not to diminish or, or to, to uh, 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 put down or, or, or not appreciate what he's doing because it's precious and it's wonderful. But I don't know if you understand what I'm talking about when I say that there is coming a move of God, a reviving, a flow of the Spirit, and a, and a demonstration of God's power like none of us have ever seen before. None of us, not a person in this room, has ever experienced what we are yet to experience. None of us have experienced it. But it's coming. It's coming. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory. Go over to Luke 19. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 19. Jesus said something that really applies to us today. In verse number 41, it says, Jesus, now as he, that's talking about Jesus, as he drew near, he saw the city. It's talking about Jerusalem. He saw Jerusalem and wept over it, saying, if you had known, even you, especially in this your day, the things that make for your peace, but now they are hidden from your eyes. For the days will come upon you when your enemies will build an embankment, excuse me, an embankment around you, surround you and close you in on every side, And level you and your children within you to the ground and they will not leave in you one stone upon another. And this is the, 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 the part of the verse that we've emphasized. Because you did not know the time of your visitation. You see, God had visited the children of Israel. Jesus had come. Their long-awaited Messiah the great hope of the Old Testament. The thing that everyone longed for. The person, the event, the time had come. Virtually no one recognized it. He said, you didn't know the time of your visitation." See, they were looking for another time. They were looking for another time. They were, the time had come and they didn't recognize the time. Wasn't that they just didn't recognize the visitation. They didn't recognize the time. In order to receive the benefit of God's visitation, we have to know the time. We have to recognize the time. And so it's, it's vital that today we understand the time in which we live. That we're living in, in the time of the outpouring of his spirit. We're living in the time of visitation. We're living in, in the time, in the day 
of revival. And, you know, the song, there's so many good lyrics in the song the choir sang this morning. You have to get ready for it. See, if, if you don't get ready for it, the only reason you wouldn't get ready for it is because you don't recognize the time. That's the reason people, don't, people aren't ready is because they don't recognize the time. They're thinking they have more time to play. They're thinking they have more time to do their own thing. Make their own plans. Go about their own uh, business. Instead of being about the master's business and the plan of God, they think, well, I'll do that at another time. I have time. But the time has come. Get ready. Get yourself ready. Get yourself ready for revival. Because the time, we're living in the time. We know in Acts chapter three, we're familiar with this verse, but you can turn over there, it'd be good to look at it. Acts chapter three, I preached on this for months. Verse 19 says, repent there and be converted that your sins may be blotted out so that the times of refreshing, many translations say, times of revival so that the times of revival may come from the presence of the Lord. There have been recurrent revivals. There have been many different revivals in the history of the church. I'm, I'm a student of church history. I like to read about what God has done in the church over the years. And, and I've noticed that there are seasons and times when God, uh, there, there have been seasons and times when God moved in, in unusual ways, in special ways, and it stirred the church up. Why, why does God send revival? He sends revival because people backslide. That's why he sends revival. He sends revival to restore some things that have been forgotten and some things that have fallen uh, by the wayside that the church is not uh, uh, experiencing and, and uh, the things that the church are not, the church isn't uh, participating in. Things that have fallen aside that ought not to. God will send times of revival and times of restoration. He said, repent and be converted that your sins may be blotted out so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord and that he may send Jesus Christ who was preached to you before whom heaven must receive until the times of restoration of all things. Repent therefore and be converted. You know, I, I, I preached on the characteristics, and maybe I'll do that again. The character, what are the characteristics of revival? What, what does revival look like on a person? If a person's in revival, it, it, now thank God for singing about it. We need to, because it says, first you have to believe. If you don't believe in revival, 
You're never going to experience revival. If you don't welcome it and have a desire for it, you're never going to experience it. So it starts by faith. First, you have to believe, but then you can receive. Well, what does it look like when somebody has received? What does it look like when somebody's really in revival? The first thing we, we notice is it, it's characterized by hunger. A real deep abiding when I say abiding, it's a hunger that, that cannot be satisfied. It's something that you don't get over after spending 15 minutes in prayer. You don't get over that because it's a hunger that's deep. It settles in in your innermost being and, and you get to the place where you want more of God and you're not satisfied. It's like you cannot be satisfied with God's presence. You just want more and more. What am I talking about? I'm talking about growing in, in Pastor Greg read, read that scripture, uh, the, the translation you read this morning on, in uh, 2 Corinthians about knowing the grace of God. Can you, can you pull it up? highlighted here it says that for you are becoming progressive, progressively acquainted with and recognizing more strongly and clearly the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ his kindness his gracious generosity his undeserved favor and spiritual blessing you've become increasingly acquainted with and recognizing more strongly Revival happens when people get hungry. When, 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 when they grow so hungry that they say, God, it's not that I want more things from you. I'm not wanting more blessing. I, now, God has blessing for us and we're supposed to appropriate them by faith. But, but a person in revival has moved beyond just thinking about what he can get from God in the sense of blessing. He's, the person in revival says, I just want you in my life. I want a deeper intimacy with you. I want, I want to know you on the, on the basis of, of, of fellowshipping with you to where, to where I, I know you better and you and I fellowship with each other that I fellowship with you and you fellowship with me and we spend time together. I, I just want your presence. I want your, 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 uh, I, I, your, I want the, my understanding and my, and my relationship with you to deepen. Person that's in revival, that, that hunger is the most driving, fundamental thing that, that drives their life person in revival, that, that hunger will drive you to prayer. Now that sounds like prayer is a negative thing, but that it isn't. It's, in other words, it, that hunger becomes a force that a better way would say that pulls you into prayer, pulls you into the presence of God. It's a, there's something on the inside of you that's tugging at you, saying just get alone with the Lord again. Spend a little more, more time with him. Just get in his presence once again. And in those times of, of intimacy with God, the word that, that you know comes alive. 
becomes, it becomes more real than it's ever been before. And it involves putting things aside that are not important, that, that there's maybe nothing wrong with. There's nothing wrong with certain things. They just get in the way. Jesus warned about that. He warned about the cares of this life. You know, this life has a lot of care. There are a lot of things in life that, that pull on us in different directions. And, 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 if you don't, and if you don't take control of the things that pull you and just sometimes you just have to sever certain things. Say, you know what? I, I'm just, I'm cutting that off. Maybe, maybe only for a season. But you realize that certain things have a pull on you. They're taking too much of your time. They, they too much of your energy and your, and your uh, uh, life is being poured into certain things. And you realize, you know what? Those things, they're not helping me. They're, they're, they're not wrong, or they, they could be. Of course, you have to stop those things. But things that, that necessarily aren't even wrong, you just say those things, they're drawing me away from spending time with the Lord. They're just consuming too much of my life. Cut them off. Persons in, that's in revival does that. Amen. It says, repent and be converted. Sometimes we just repent, but we're not converted. <laughs> Sometimes we repent and we're not converted. Sometimes we repent and we say, Lord, you know, I repent of certain things. And the Lord, the Bible says, if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness and he does it. But we're still not converted because tomorrow we forgot about it. Come on. The next day we've forgotten about it and before we even know it, we slip back into the same habit. Why? We weren't converted. We genuinely repented but as soon as the the, 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 the presence of God and the peace of God came back. There wasn't enough hunger there. There wasn't enough hunger there. I said there wasn't enough hunger there. We, we got condemnation out of our lives and got, and got peace again, but there wasn't enough hunger there to, to cause us to keep going in the right direction. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. There has to be revival. There's no way the church will be ready for the Lord's return without revival. Jesus is coming back for his church. He's coming to catch away his church. Jesus is not coming back for a dummy prize. He's not coming back for a for an unwanted door prize. Jesus is returning 
to catch away his church unto himself. To take the church into, into heaven to be with him at the supper that he's prepared. He's coming for the church and, and the church has to be ready. We have to be ready for his return. It's not a matter of being saved or unsaved. We're the church. But we have to, as children of God, as saved, born again, spirit-filled people, we still have to get ourselves ready because the return of the Lord's not just like any ordinary day. It's an event that is certain it's gonna happen. There's an event looming. That's the most important day of the church that's ever been. When we hear the blast of that trumpet and we're called away. Well, we don't want to be called away unprepared. We don't want the Lord to come and, 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 and catch us not ready. We don't want the Lord to return and, and find us interested in everything but him. Involved in everything except the things of God. Just going through our routine of going to church a few times a month or a week and thinking that's, that's, that's all there is. When Jesus returns, he's returning for a church that's on fire. That's on fire, on fire, on fire. Do you want the fire? Do you want the, God, listen, God wants the fire for us. He's coming back for a church that's on fire. That's ready in every way. Got to get ourselves ready. So we got to get ourselves ready. And, and in order for that to happen, we're not, it's not something we can produce on our own. I said, it's not something we can produce on our own. You can, you, can, you can get yourself ready by hungering for God and, and, and reaching out to God, having a, a genuine desire to, 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 to not, only, not only be right, but be converted. And then it's, it's ultimately up to God to get us ready. We have to do our part. We have to get ourselves ready, but there's, there's only so much we can do. And, and when we do our part, he will finish the job. He'll finish the job. The, the world has never, never in the history of the church, in the history of, of mankind, has the world ever been affected and reformed or helped or blessed by a lukewarm church. Never. It's never a lukewarm church. Just self-satisfied, that kind of church has never impacted society in any way. It's never, it's never had a big impact. It's never brought about the salvation of, of masses of people. It comes when God's people are red hot 
on fire. And, and what, what causes that? A, a, an all-consuming hunger for God. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.